Okay, I'm recording now. Wow, look at those I audio waves. I my hair flip. Check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Feeling good as hell. Yes. I do my hair flip. Check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Feeling good as hell. I'm, are you tangling yourself in cords? <laughs> this show, what are you doing? He's discording himself right now. I'm impressed. <laughs> Hello, friends. This is Carrie White, and you are listening to the Misconceptions Podcast. Holy crap. Things were already so hard. We are just... We're screwed. Why does this guy smell like this? Does he have candy in his pockets or something? Oh, I have no idea what we're going to do. Like, the whole city is going to be looking for us. But, you know, at least we've got each other. And hopefully soon all of this can be over one way or another. Uh, once again, I'm coming into this session with, like, nothing planned. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. Just wing it. Just roll with the punches. Previously on Missed Conceptions, the crew kidnapped the mayor. But before that, uh, they had failed their first mission together, and so they had a discussion about how do we need to approach our mission uh, with purpose and design and not uh you know be chaotic and disorganized with what we do uh so we decided to or they i had no part in this uh they decided to tell the mayor to uh upload a kind of virus onto his computer to give them information on uh what he was doing every day and uh they found there was a little block where they could spy on him so they spied on him, followed him back to his brown brownstone apartment, which is just a townhome. Um, and after he went inside with his two guards, Bill snuck in through the second story balcony window, crept his way downstairs and found all the lights were off. There is no electricity running to anything except, you know, maybe the microwave clock and stuff like that. And he found the two bodyguards, which he promptly began to fight. Uh, Esther heard the fighting. Esther flew down to the first story window, pulled out her gun, shot through the window, shattered the glass, shot the dude in the chest, and alerted everyone in the neighborhood that uh, some sort of violence was going on, and they immediately started to try to call the police, but Rin burned his power tags in a, what theme was it, Zach? Uh, it was my digital data implant. That's right. Uh, <laughs> the tags that he had just unburned and gotten back the full use of. He immediately burned them again to create a uh, a dome yeah, of a... Like a net. Like, yeah, a, a net that he cast over this area to trap all the outgoing phone calls to the police, therefore providing Bill and Esther some time. Uh, Bill straight up shattered one of the guards' heads. Uh, there was no blood or bone or anything. It was just kind of hollow you shattered it uh you i think you uh you tied up the second one and gagged him and kind of left him there while you went upstairs and found pip the mayor just standing there with a smile on his face and a blank look in his eyes and in a moment of panic bill grabbed the mayor slung him over his shoulder summoned his spectral cloud upon which he flies and flew away with Esther right behind him. And uh, I guess we don't pick up right there 
Instead, our first shot is the camera uh, zoomed in uncomfortably close on the face of Pip Hamill, a handsome man with slick black hair and uh, glittering green eyes and a huge smile on his face. The camera starts to slowly zoom out from Pip's smiling face and the vacant look in his eyes. And we see, uh, what has Pip been tied with? Vines. Vines, of course. Uh, he has been tied with vines uh, to a chair. And uh, where, where is he? Are y'all back at the prison facility? Are y'all at uh, Lockley and Catan? Or Catan? What do y'all think? I think we're at the prison facility. Yeah, prison facility feels more yeah. secure. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Okay. So it Less incriminating for Lockley and Catan. Yeah, it starts to zoom out. Uh, we see Pip Hamill, the mayor of the city, a.k.a. the music man, a.k.a. part of the Cabal, this villainous organization that has had some sort of uh, relationship with the crew, uh, start to slowly pan out. We see him tied to just a steel chair in a, in a jail cell or yeah. in the top of the lighthouse. Mm, lighthouse feels eerie and noir. Okay, so he's tied up at the top of the lighthouse. Uh, next to a giant light bulb that hasn't been turned on for many, many years. And uh, we just hear some indistinct voices echoing in the background. Uh, And I guess as we zoom out, we see the crew arranged around Pip Hamill. Uh, What are y'all talking about? What is his current facial expression? He is smiling. Smiling and staring forward. His eyes are not focusing on any one of you. Does he blink? You watch him for a while. He does not blink. Listen, guys, I just don't think this is a good thing to do. We just abducted the mayor. David, is his smell strong enough for the people standing around him to notice that it's a weird, sweet smell? Uh, I think that as you... Yeah, let's say that that scent is strong enough that... I mean, you're in this room with him altogether... You do smell this, this sweet smell. It is not a sickly sweet. Uh, and uh, while you're conversing, it's just in the back of your mind. You have smelled this before. You know you have. Does anyone else feel like they recognize this smell? I mean, I guess it's kind of familiar, but I just don't see how that's important right now. We abducted a dude. No, you're right, though. I have smelled this smell before. Did we smell anything when we were in the warehouse right before we lost consciousness? Or the water treatment plant? No, you did not. Did we smell something underground when we were with the kids? Just piss and poop. Children? Okay. But as you take a moment to just dwell on where have you smelled this before? Maybe, maybe not so much Ren because he's focused more on we kidnapped the mayor. <laughs> this is not <laughs> laying low. Uh, but Bill, as you focus on this scent, you're reminded of uh, holidays spent with your wife and your son in the kitchen. Uh, Faye, you're reminded of uh Parties at your classroom in the elementary of sweets and things that were brought to you. Esther, you're reminded of certain holiday drinks that your father would release around Christmas time and uh, drinks that you continued after he was dead. But these memories come to your head of this scent, this olfactory response to whatever musk Pip has laying around him. Faye, like, kind of shakes her head. Ren, yes, we did abduct the mayor, and we need to address that. He also, you know, murdered children. Um, so I feel less bad. Uh, and Bill, uh, I forgot to mention that whenever you cracked that bodyguard's skull uh, from the abscess that your club left in his face, you got a very strong whiff of this smell from that guard as well. 
Hmm. So when oh, I they call, they call them the cute the music man, not the candy man. I was mm-hmm. just thinking. Uh, good point. Good point. Uh, Bill, what were you about to say? I was just going to relay the same information David did in game. Go for go, it. Yeah, go. So whenever I uh, cracked this guy's skull open or whatever it was, one of the bodyguards, the same smell came pouring out of it. It was much stronger. So it seems like it's um, whatever Pip is is generating this scent, maybe as a defense mechanism or a manipulative tool, but there's definitely something deeper with this smell. Is anybody else concerned that this isn't actually Pip? Like, this is a robot of Pip, but there's a real Pip somewhere else? Yes, very much so. But what if Pip was always a robot? That's possible. Very. Faye, you've been working with him. Yes. Have you noticed any changes recently? Or has he been the same the entire time you've worked with him? You have worked with him, but you've also actively avoided him. Sure. Um, you know, honestly, in order to protect myself, I didn't spend a good amount of time in his vicinity. So I'm not sure I could... I would know. But that does remind me, the time that he was shot, that was him, right? He was the one shot with the wolfman on the roof that we fought in the thunderstorm. Hmm. Yeah. There was blood because I used vines to stop the bleeding. Yes. Because I was there with you trying to hold people off. Yes. So at some point, but... Bill, you said, maybe you didn't, I don't know, (laughs) when you were fighting, that the men you killed, there wasn't blood? Nope, no blood. So, wasn't Pip shot before we all went into hiding, the, the Javi shot him? Right. Was, does anybody remember seeing blood then? One person would. Javi's going to be really upset with us. <laughs> Isn't Javi here? Did you bring him? He was here. Yes. yes, the last time you saw him, he was in his cell that y'all were sleeping in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we didn't really address him. And actually, the last time you spoke to him, he was uh, obviously very emotional and talking about uh, how he and your father... Uh, did awful things. And he said the three of us did awful things. And then he looked up at you, his nose bleeding, and he said, but the worst part is I can't remember anything we did. And then that was, then y'all left the next morning to follow Pip. So maybe we need to call Javi, but assuming there was blood then, is it possible that Pip didn't actually survive that? Mm. And this is now a robot of him? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anything's possible. Accurate. Especially in this messed up world. So then do we need to go talk to Javi? Yeah. Maybe, I would ask if Ren could figure out how to turn this thing on, but I don't know if he'll send out like a homing signal or something. Actually, I don't know if he's sending out one right now. Could you check that? Yeah, that'd be important. Yeah, that'd be important to check. Let me check that with all my burnt tags. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Ren, uh, your your servos and indicators in your head are blinking red. Usually they're that light blue color. Uh, but, you know, the stress of casting that net of protection and capturing all those phone calls from going out has, you know, obviously left it worn out. Uh, so if you try, you try to access that part of your ability to feel something and it's, it's, it's just not working. Sorry, guys. I'm just, uh, I don't think my brain is functioning right after, uh, after last night. Just 
It's very difficult to think or concentrate right now. I just need to take a break. I'll try maybe with my laptop to see if I can see anything, but right now I just there's no way that I could connect with him, at least possessing you're doing any kind of mis- machine possession or technopathy or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, which brings me to an interesting point. What you said, Zach, you said last night. Uh, what time is it? Is it the next morning? Is it later that night? I'm thinking this is like under the cover of night. Okay. What do you uh, So maybe it's like uh, very, very early morning, like 2 a.m. or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, since we're on this secret base, what if we put him underground? That way he couldn't, if there's any signal going out, uh, no one would be able to see it if we put him far enough underground. I mean, surely, uh, Bill, there's a place that you can put him that nothing can come in or out. Yeah, there's, there's, um, there's underground lab here, remember, I think? If I recall correctly. Yeah, uh, underneath the, um, uh, the warden's house, there is a, like, dungeon, for yeah. lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. Um, but then most of that, uh, in that fight you had with the mutated Jimmy the Butcher who escaped, uh, Rin destroyed his uh, gun and like wrecked Jimmy's world and destroyed uh, the, uh, the house and most of the dungeon and most of the equipment and killed Jacoby. Um, and uh, uh, so it is still there, but it's kind of in ruins. Okay. That's fine. Well, what if you put them down there and then don't you have like some of those like weird animal things, mutations? You could have them like stand guard to make sure he doesn't, you know, turn on and walk away. All right. Don't, don't call them weird animal things or mutations <laughs> in front of them. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we could probably do that. And then I'll go and recharge and maybe we can try again on trying to access whatever is in if there is even anything in pip hamill's brain but i'm really just focused on we abducted a dude who's the mayor of the entire city someone's going to notice yeah this is probably going to elevate our um desirability by the local authorities two thoughts um one i i think we should check him out before we go hide him but Two, um, Ren, we did, and I know that that you're feeling down right now, but maybe um, when you rest, you can do something with this. But we did put a virus in his computer. Would it m- maybe be possible for us to send an email from his account saying, you know, I'm out sick this week, um, you know, or, or something like that to kind of appease everyone's worries? Didn't everybody hear the gunshots at his house? Yeah, I guess the world would know which house is his. Might have messed that up a little bit. It was necessary in the moment. Um, yeah, okay, good point. Um, I would like to... Were y'all done? Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you. Yeah, yeah. I'm done. Okay. Um, I would like to like pat him down in a sense, like, check his ankles and see if there's anything, like, touch his shoulder, like, see if I notice any... Does he have an on-off switch? Literally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, he is wrapped in vines. Yeah, that's fair. Do you... Do you have control of the vines? Do you, like, right. seed them while you pat them down? Yeah, so I'll say that I, like, pull them back so that they're kind of around and, like, on literally my command will just like if he tries to do anything but they're off him in order for me to okay yeah you pat him down starting at the shoulders going down one arm going down the other going down the torso uh and then go down his legs uh he has nothing on him no wallet no phone no keys do i feel like okay i'm gonna check his pulse do i feel a pulse there's no pulse when you touch the flesh Uh of his wrist Uh It feels rough. It doesn't feel like skin. Does it feel similar to um, Nick? Did I ever touch Nick? No, did you ever touch Nick? I don't know if you did. 
Did Nick consent to this touch? <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, I know you like, because you talked, you got close to him and you yeah, smelled like the, we the death. Right. Uh, but I don't know. I don't That's know a stretch. I don't know if I ever like uh, hugged him or yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. He was, yeah, he was very standoffish. Yeah. And then he booked it, so. Right. Okay, okay, okay. Um, guys, I don't see anything metal. The flesh feels weird. I mean, y'all are, you can touch him. I don't, whatever. Um, but there's no pulse. Maybe he's on a timer or something like that. Like he's a bomb that's going to go off? No, like he um, turns on at 5.30 in the morning, gets ready for work. Mm. Okay, like how did we get him to... Because he's sitting right now, but he was standing when we took him. How did we get him to sit down? We bent him like an action figure and sat him in the chair. I mean, is that, is that what it was like? Yeah, you just kind of like pushed him but in clearly, it clearly wasn't like when you're sitting up a sleeping child or something like no yeah he's he he's rigid and broken. stiff but he bends at his joints because you pushed him he's up against his dog. chair he like hit against the seat and then he sat down well I need to go have a conversation with Hobby so y'all do what you need to do have my comms I'm gonna go to the cell where Hobby was staying Okay. Um, as you, like, uh, how are you getting there? Are you, like, flying down from the top of the lighthouse? Or are you walking down the stairs? Um, I'm walking down the stairs. I okay. gotta clear my head a little bit before I go okay. and talk to him, because it's always difficult. Okay, so you take some time and walk down the stairs. Um, what is everybody else doing? Where is everybody else going? Just so I know what scenes are going on. Um... I'll probably say that I'm taking Pip down underground, and maybe mm. they can come with me, and we can keep trying to figure him out. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like there's much else to do, unless y'all have a different thought. Yeah, sure. Um, I was thinking about trying to unburn my tags. Kind of what I was okay. planning. Okay. And I will go... Um, Bill, I'll tag along with you. All right. Okay. So, uh, Esther, you walk down the spiraling staircase in this lighthouse. You get to the bottom floor. You walk out. Uh, as you're walking across, you see, uh, like, all this mist is coming up off the, uh, the water going across the island. You see shapes walking through it. As you're walking, you pass by uh, one creature who has... Uh, like these gorilla forearms and little stubby legs, the face of a, a man, and a, like just an armadillo carapace on his back with a tail swishing back and forth. Uh, he's carrying these stones and he like looks at you. <laughs> and then he slowly like steps in front of you and keeps walking and scurries off into the mist. Uh, but you walk across the way, you get to... Uh, the jailhouse. Of course, all the beast men that live on this island actively avoid the jailhouse, the uh, scene of their imprisonment. Um, but you walk in, you go to the uh, cell where you and Javi were staying, and Javi is not there. Did he leave a note or anything? There's no note. His, uh, the ring of beers that he brought with him, <laughs> now I think that was the only uh, personal item he grabbed from the bunker before he left. It's, it's still there. And he hasn't drank all of them? No. So I know he's coming back. Um, when the armadillo gorilla man looked at me, mm-hmm. were his eyes familiar? Were his eyes familiar? Mm-hmm. Uh, no. It was not Javi's eyes. <laughs> um... I'm going to call Javi. Okay. You call Javi. It rings. It answers. Uh, yeah, uh, what's up, Esther? Where are you? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm down by the docks, just, uh, clearing my head a little bit. Uh, I needed to talk to you. All right, uh, you in the, uh, the lighthouse? No, I'll, I'll come to you down by the docks. 
All right, then. Don't leave there. Sure thank you. Okay. Okay, you make your way to the docks. Sure enough, you find him just kind of standing there on the uh, this wobbly, uh, thrown-together, discarded-from-use pier. Uh, and he is just standing at the end of the pier, and he's looking out, and you can barely see, dimly through the mist, you can see the lights and cityscape of the city. And he turns around. Hey, kid. What's new? Got a headache. Wow. I was trying to... You did drink a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, just trying to clear my head. Is it working? No. Not at all. Do you feel up to answering some questions? Yeah. What's going on? When you shot Pip before all of this happened, was there blood? He hesitates and licks his lips a little, kind of nervously. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, that was blood when I shot him. Like you for sure remember blood. Yeah. Yeah, there was blood. What happened after you shot him? Uh, I mean, we've we've talked about this before. Uh, his uh, his guards grabbed him. Uh, two of them tackled me. Uh, some police officers came over, put me in some cuffs, threw me in the, the car. Uh, they were. They were obviously taking me back to, to booking central office. Uh, then uh, the unmarked black SUV ran to the car. Uh, Giuseppe's goons got out, said they were taking me to a safe house, put me there. Uh, then I was shuffled from safe house to safe house for the next couple of weeks until you showed up. We've gotten into another round of trouble <laughs> I'm sure you have um do you think Pip Hamill could have lived through what you did to him uh, when I when I got the call from Carmine uh he he told me to kill him uh, so I I aimed to kill him um and but you've killed I mean, before, so I mean, you know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh... Anyways, uh, but I mean, he's he's the mayor. I've seen him on TV. Uh, I've heard his speeches. But have you noticed anything different about him? Oh, really? Seems as put together and eloquent as he always has. Pretty sure he's a robot now. Um, like a robot. No, like a robot. Uh, okay. Ooh, we kind of have him in custody here. Uh, oh, okay. He starts to rub his temples. So you... Oh, Jesus. You kidnapped the mayor. You brought him here? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah we're we, yeah. running out of hideouts real quick. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, nobody knows we're here. Yeah. Uh, let's keep it that way. Kid, uh, did your dad ever talk about uh, what he did before the bar? I mean, not really. He talked about, I mean, y'all had this relationship before the bar, but... Yeah. And he, he never mentioned Lena to you at all? No, I mean, I've seen the picture. Yeah. And she had the ring on. Hmm. I, I wonder. Didn't get any of those answers. I wonder where she is now. Doesn't she work at the city library? 
She does? She's still in the city? Um, I mean... I may have looked into her at one point. Have you... talked to her? No. Then everything happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Well, uh, what are you gonna do with, uh... The mayor? Or, I guess, the robot copy of the mayor, whatever he is now. Yeah, we're still figuring that out. Um... Trying to figure out if he's the real mayor, or... I don't know, have you dealt with anything like this before? <laughs> no. No, definitely not. No no robots uh, impersonating mayors or anything like that. So you don't have any advice for me? <laughs> well, I would have suggested not kidnapping the mayor, but uh, it's too late for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, God, my head. Uh, I don't know, maybe... Uh, Go ahead. I don't get your friend to like hack into his brain or something. Yeah, he's going through some stuff, but hopefully we can get to that point. Okay. All right. Um. I mean, maybe if he is a copy, maybe there's some sort of connection between him and the real pit. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, kid. maybe. I don't know. I'm kind of. A Do you need anything from me at this point? No, no, I'm good. Uh, Are you gonna you're gonna stay here on the island? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you want me to walk you back up top, kid? No, I'm good. <laughs> Are you sure you're okay? He hesitates and pauses for a long time. Yeah, I'm okay. Esther pats him on the back. Not as awkward as this conversation sounds. And, uh, walks back to the area where they were gonna be going underground. Okay. And you walk back to, uh, to that space. Hello friends, and welcome to episode 63 of Misconceptions. I'm your captain, David White. How'd you like that? Was that a good captain voice? I'm thinking about trying out for the Space Force. You know, just getting out there, seeing what they have to offer me, you know, broadening my horizons. Anyways, uh, I hope that all of you out there are being safe and healthy and I hope that you are also staying social while practicing social distancing, you know, just to limit exposure and uh, help curb the spread of the coronavirus. Uh, I also want to encourage everybody to be reaching out to their friends uh, and to be, uh, you know, especially your friends who could be feeling lonely or secluded or isolated during this time, those friends that are single, uh, those friends that are uh, living in a bad situation at home. I hope that you are calling on them, checking on them, uh, checking on your friends with mental uh, health issues, uh, because during this time of isolation and quarantine, um, it can get real lonely, and it can get a very scary for a lot of people. And I know just having my friend group that I'm able to reach out with to still record episodes with and play RPGs with, even digitally and virtually. Um, it's helped a lot. So I hope that you're reaching out to your friends. Be cognizant and aware of those people in your life that need to hear from you. Because friendships are important, and so is social interaction. Uh, and it's it's kind of hard to do that when we're social distancing. So I hope that you're... Uh, just check up on your friends. Just shoot them a text. Tell them that you love them. Tell them that you're thinking about them. 
ask them if they have a way to uh, to play a game digitally with you and just uh, hang out and talk on the phone for a little bit. Throw a video on uh, Disney Plus or something and uh, watch that together on the on your smartphones. This is a scary time, uh, and I am glad that we have the ability to help you pass that time by listening to our episodes. I'm uh, honored that you're listening to us. Uh, I hope that we take you out of your despair and, uh, and the muck of anxiety for just a little bit to uh, take you to a city that, I mean, is still riddled with despair, but at least it's not yours. It's somebody else's, so, you know, it's, you know, it's displaced, I guess. Anyways, uh, we're glad that we're able to help you pass the time by listening to our show. And uh, if you want more content, you can pledge $5 or more on our Patreon to gain access to the SideQuest series. We are releasing those episodes the 10th and the 25th of every month. Uh, So if you are pledging at the $5 or more, you're going to get access to SideQuest right now. We have the first two episodes of our three-part cyberpunk series available. Uh, It was a very fun game to run. Uh, I think it it was completely improv. We made up everything the night we played it, down to our characters, down to world building, and yet we created a very cohesive story. And uh, I'm really proud of it. Uh, If you haven't listened to those first two episodes of Cyberpunk on our Patreon, I suggest you do. Uh, It is well worth your time. And also, if you pledge $5 a month, you are going to be helping us get to our $400 a month goal. At that level, we'll be able to afford to pay paychecks to our performers, to our cast, to our editors, uh, everybody on the Misconceptions Podcast Network. Uh, It would be a huge big morale boost for everybody. Uh, I know everyone would really appreciate hitting that mark. Uh, And, you know, there's something in it for you, too. There's some more content for you to listen to and pass the time. So uh, if you are able, consider doing that. Consider giving at the $5 or more Patreon level. But if you can only give $1 or $2 a month, that is fine. That is so appreciated. Well, that's enough out of me. How about we get back to that episode, eh? Who's next? Okay, first <laughs> was a great scene. Mm-hmm. Um, Carrie, you were caressing my foot the entire <laughs> conversation, <laughs> and I—it took everything I in me to not bust out laughing so many times because you just were like rubbing your foot along my toes <laughs> and then along the side of my foot. <laughs> I didn't even then you were like tapping it with your foot. <laughs> but it was such a good scene I that I no didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> that scene felt terrible. No, it was good. It was really good. No, I think the, Esther. The, the the scene was good or that she was crushing your foot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Esther like has this awkwardness in social settings, so I think even oh, with your surrogate no. father, I think that was appropriate. My awkwardness in real life is perfect for my character <laughs> well and hobby is not <laughs> fully functioning place, right? right so yeah all right so who's next i'll go okay unless someone else is dying to go no he needs you to go <sighs> i feel like in this moment like ren like kneels like takes a knee i guess and kind of places like one hand on the ground and then one hand on his head and I want to say that I'm like, uh, I guess like the best way I can think of it is like connecting back with, uh, the, the world, but then also like restarting my brain oh, Okay. In, in, uh, in, in an attempt to unburn the tag. Sure. Is there like a way you could plug your head into like some sort of technology to like kind of resync mm-hmm. your brain? Yeah, that's. That's that's a good thought. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll reset it. Um, and so I take a knee. I put I pull out my laptop 
Um, and there's, uh, like cords and stuff coming out of my bag. And so I grab those and kind of, they're almost like heart monitors, uh, except for they're coursing this blue energy, uh, through the cords. And so I plug them on my head and then kind of hold them there as if like deep in thought. Mm-hmm. And so you just see this coursing blue energy and this like glowing coming from my head and then suddenly it kind of the light dims and lowers and for a moment there there's uh, I just kind of have like a blank stare um, and then like one second later it kicks back on and uh, is fully like just full of light like even brighter than it was before as if it was just I kind of like reset the system basically mm. Okay. Uh, like, so Ren went into sleep mode for like a second as his brain rebooted? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so you have this all plugged in and your your brain starts to glow again. You see the blue lights kind of reattach, or not reattach, uh, light back up. And uh, I, I like to imagine there's a little like screen on your computer that shows like the progress of your upload yes. or that. Yeah. And uh, once it's done, you unplug all the cords from the different nodules on your head. And you exit out of that screen, and then uh, the screen from the previous night is still pulled up. Uh, it is Daisha's information, her address, where she's working now, uh, a picture of her. Um, how does Ren react to that? He Ren Ren kind of like you you see him just smirk, and it's just like a quick second of like feeling happy for Daisha and then suddenly it kind of turns into like this deep furrowed brow um and you just kind of can read the sadness and kind of grief on his face that and with and Ren doesn't say it but he's thinking in his head of like I just I just can't believe I lost her um because of this whole mess and so he's you, you, you see kind of this uh, quizzical look on his face as if he's trying to think of ways to get get her back. Uh, but he runs all the scenarios in his mind and he can't think of... He's, he's running that mission by of like, well, what if I do this? What if I, you know, have a talk with her or, you know, tell her about the mission that, you know, what what's the probability of uh, it changing the future? And you kind of see these, like this, just all these like data of success rate and every time it's uh ends in uh, like failure or unable to compute or and it's and it just kind of it kind of does like a dot dot and it's like must follow mission in order to succeed yeah okay so then you i guess you close your chromebook and then or chromebook, <laughs> you close your laptop and then you uh head to where bill was taking a uh, pip hamill mm-hmm. okay Alright, Bill, Faye, who's next? Um I had a thought about something that I wanted to talk to Bill about as we were walking. Mm-hmm. Um, Jaime, did you have something that you wanted to do before we started moving him? Nope. Okay. Um so I would like to um create vine and flower earmuffs to put over Pip Hamill's head so that he cannot listen in to said conversation. Okay. Um, Would it be a change in the game? Well, I was trying to think because Ren just had a montage Mm. uh, where he recovered all his burnt power tags. I assume that was what you were wanting to do. Yeah, so you recover those burnt power tags. Um, So I guess, Faye, you could also have a montage of uh, creating these or you could roll um although i'm i'm kind of just tempted to not have you roll and just say you create these vine and flower earmuffs cool i like that okay uh (laughs) obviously so yeah so it's like uh the vines are kind of twisted together for the headband piece of it and then it's got like these really thick purple flowers that like when they put it on his head and then there's vines behind those flowers to like hold it in place 
And so when you put it in, like the flowers lightly fill his ears so that the sound can't get in, but it's like not uncomfortable or anything. It's just like cotton in your ears. <laughs> it's just cotton in your ears. <laughs> sure. So you, you do that and uh, you arrange that on his head whenever Bill gets to where he's going. Uh, do you have any sort of conversation with Bill or are y'all talking as y'all walk? Yeah. Bill, you spent the full three months here, right? Right, yeah. Um, did you do a lot of exploring? A lot of time exploring the island? Yeah. Mm, I was more interested in the Bacabs and uh, figuring out what was going on with my family. I would go around the perimeter of the island. Um, but why do you ask? Well, and, and Faye, before you answer, uh, you've never heard Bill mention the Bacabs. Hmm. Um, Faye kind of pauses and stops walking for a second and then continues to walk used to learning brand new things about Bill. <laughs> um, well, the first night that we all met up here, um, I was leaving and I saw an interesting painting and I didn't know if you had seen it before and I, I didn't really know what to do with it. Uh, what'd you see? It was like animals and people... It almost looked as techy, um, and it was a cloud with you, and there was light radiating from it, and it was touching all of the people and the animals that were laying on the ground. Um, and it looked very similar. You in this painting looked very similar to how Jeremiah looked before he died. Yeah, I I actually haven't seen that painting. Maybe it's newer. So what do, you, what do you make of that? Is it like a caricature thing? They like draw a picture of me or what do you? I don't know. It almost felt like it was a prophecy of some sort. And I could be wrong about that. I didn't know what to make of it. I feel like I know so little about your background, but it seemed important and I hadn't had a chance to tell you and I didn't know if you would want the others to know. Maybe we should talk to the animal people. Yeah, maybe. And I'll have to show you. It was somewhere near the docks because I was getting on a boat. Um, and maybe we can find it again. Alright. Okay. And, uh, Bill, as you're walking, you, um... The cell phone in your pocket buzzes. You get a text. I read the text message. Okay, so as Faye is telling you about this, this strange painting, you just kind of pull the cell phone out of your pocket. You have Pip slung over your shoulder, and you look down at it. Uh, I don't think you have this number saved, but it reads, Hi, Bill. This is Alec. Remember from the hot dog stand, the tattoos and the dreams? I found the other guy. I was wondering if you found yours. We should meet up sometime. I send back wrong number. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna send back. Need more time. Kind of tied up with something at the moment. Send. Okay, and you send it. You immediately get a text back that says, "Sure thing, buddy." Hmm. With three exclamation marks. I send him back a thumbs up. Okay. Do I see any of this? Uh, I'm sure you. he like pulls out his... Because you're arranging the headphones or the earmuffs on Pip as sure. you're walking. And so you're like on that shoulder. And he's like... You can see he's like texting on his phone. But I'm not like reading yeah, yeah. any of it. Okay. Okay. Uh, so you all four come together. Uh, how is Pip uh, arranged and restrained? Well, I guess I could describe what this like kind of space looks like. Uh, if you remember... Uh, there was a large chamber and then a smaller chamber off from that with a lot of cages of animals that were missing limbs and had suitors all across their body and were just rotting and dying. And then there was the other larger room with the, uh, um, the vat and the chemicals and the different wires and machines. Uh, and I guess in this big room... In this big room, there are two steel operating tables with different operating instruments laying around. Uh, some of them have been knocked over. They're on the ground. Of course, as the animals 
charged through this area, and as they were shaken by the explosion of Rin's explosion. Uh, but besides that, this area seems untouched from when you were off for last year. So where do y'all arrange Pip? Bill, what would you like us to do? This is your space. Is there, are there like boxes or something in this area? Uh, sure. There can be a box. Maybe we just like set him on top of the box and vine him up. Okay. So he's sitting upright, rigid, and on top of this box. Faye, you manifest some vines. Wrap him up. Am I able to? I think if this was like a combat scene, I would make you like roll because it would be tense and you're trying to manifest in this ground that usually doesn't have vines. Right. But I think in this moment, it is not tense. You have enough time to concentrate. Okay. Uh, you know, there are roots from trees and things sure. up on the surface that you could funnel down and there's old seeds in here that mm-hmm. you can wrap them. So it's, okay. you, you get it done. Okay, cool. All right, so he is wrapped up. Has Rin, Rin, has Rin joined us? Yes. yes. Y'all are all together now. All right. Can you work your magic? Rin's like, ah, I thought you would never ask. And he like gets his hands, cracks all his fingers and puts his hands to his head or puts one hand to his head and then one hand to uh, Pip Hamill. And you concentrate, you feel the like, it's not an uncomfortable pressure, but like the pressure of the servos of the machines working in your head uh, and you push this power trying to feel whatever machinery is inside Pip and you get this feeling of nothing. There's no machinery in Pip. Esther gives the GM a look of what the heck? Uh, Tessa picks up her pen angrily. (laughs) (laughs) So Rin you discover yeah. this. Uh, guys, I don't really know how to describe this. Maybe it's just an empty carcass. It looks like Pip and it's a body, but there's no technology inside of him. Like someone must have taken it out. Like, like there's literally nothing in his brain. It's just empty. Okay. What the hell? <laughs> I think I think we're missing some pieces or something like like we we have him, okay, but but I think someone has the the brain that thinks or or maybe they download something into him to make him do his speeches. Um but yeah. We just have like a rag doll basically. He's worthless. Other than he looks like Pip Hamill. And we abducted him. <laughs> you told Zach that there was like nothing in him, right? Yeah, with with Rin's technopathing and machine possession, he felt not a single circuitry or machine part on Pip Hamill's person. Oh my gosh. So this has to be something supernatural. I I guess maybe it's I don't know, I mean maybe the wolf mask man uh does something to him some sort of magic and 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 makes him be Pip Hamill I mean I mean he's really nothing like it's just like like he's just like a metal body with skin on it Well isn't the wolf mask Linda Lockwood She was just with She, she was the demon-faced wizard who was always with the uh, wolf mask. So we still don't know who the wolf mask no, is. No, but we did take the wolf mask off that guy. Okay, hang on. Let me say that in character. But it was just Back a blank face, wasn't it? Yes! <laughs> All right. When ro- we took... Roll it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cut take. Roll it back. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, so... The whole thing with Linda, when we were wanted, she was the wizard. We found that out. But remember the time that we also were fighting the wolf mask and we took off his face not his real face his mask and he had the exact same expression that pip currently has and he had no response to us 
Yeah. That's true, but he was still fighting us. He had some kind of magic or willpower or something controlling him to do what he was doing. How pregnant was Esther at this point? Because this was <laughs> this was season one. A little bit. Okay, that was just a long time. The ago. the fight at the rooftop was the mayoral debate gala in season one. And do any of you remember? Wasn't he just? smiling at us he didn't say anything did he he was not smiling he had a blank expression on his face just kidding would you say that he was similarly rigid and stuff that we remember um you when you fought him he moved very fast very fluid with his movements you didn't take the time to i mean check his pulse or his uh like his skin like Faye did with Pip. Uh, so the only similarity that you would have between the wolf and Pip is what uh, Faye is saying. The blank expression, not responding. So if this is the puppet, then who is the puppet master? I guess that's the question we have to answer. I vote Linda. And she's been the one who's shown up at everything. everything. She's the one who's tried to kill us literally everywhere. And she's the one who had, or at least had one of the dominoes that got us to the weird portal thing. No, but okay. Question. Hmm. Bill, Bill took that domino off of Jeremiah's body. Right. But she would always appear in like the water treatment plant. She came in and is in portal. And left in a portal. Yes, the wizard did, yes. The wizard uh, came in in that very similar portal that y'all had manifested with the domino, yeah. So, do we know if that's the same thing? Or we suspect? It, I mean, it's so similar that it would be astounding if it was not the exact same thing. Okay. Um, so, we know that the same type of domino summoned the portal that she used to constantly show up everywhere. Or the wizard, assuming she always has been the wizard. Hmm. Has she been sighted recently? Has she been sighted since we became wanted? I'm not sure. I, In theory, I would know. In theory, we all would know. Well, she's been in control of the newspaper this entire time. If you remember, she was fired from her newspaper job mm-hmm. before, before everything happened. Because she was investigating the mafia. Mm. And her boss, Winston Bishop, fired her. Mm. Winston Bishop. <laughs> I forgot we named it after New Girl. Winnie yep. the Bishop. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh. But as Leslie, would I have. Have any- you done any investigating into her? That was very rudely. Have, have you? And I would you, like you to be kinder, please. You you have described yourself as being very focused on Pip. I Has have, your attention also gone to Linda? Not investigatively. I meant like I'm aware of city things. Happening. Has she spoken out at all? Is there any like you know behind the scenes like newsletter like inquirer kind of thing that's like going sure. Around? Uh, from from your background as just being uh, naturally inquisitive and into to what's going on in the city, you have not seen anything about her. Okay, that's what I wanted to know. Um, I haven't seen really anything, but I haven't focused on her. I stayed pretty focused on Pip, which also wasn't helpful. So, so we literally have no idea what she's up. But well. we have more clues. That's true, and we have all this time after we abducted Pip Hamill. I mean, okay, <laughs> I don't know if it's important, but like, does this guy have organs still? It's only one way to find out. Like, is this the human form of Pip? I release the vines. The vines fall slack. Anybody got a knife? Maybe. We are not gutting yeah. a man <laughs> I'm that not we abducted. I was just gonna like cut at his foot or something. I, cu- I begin to cut his foot. 
Okay. Bill, you manifest a knife. Uh, do you take the shoe off or do you just cut through the foot? Through the shoe. Okay. You cut through Good the shoe. Good God, people. What are we doing? <laughs> Don't cut through the shoe. As you are arguing about, we shouldn't do this. Bill jams a glowing dagger into the top of the foot of Pip Hamill. Uh, Pip Hamill does not scream. Does not flinch. Does not wince. Bill pulls the dagger out. Not eat it on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, Bill pulls the dagger out. There is no gout of blood. Can we take? Okay, can I take his shoe off now? Okay, take the shoe off. You take the sock off. You see a perfect clean incision where uh, Bill stabbed him. And then you kind of like lift the foot up and you see the point of it went through the bottom of his foot. Esther, why don't you uh, tickle him? See if he responds. I'm not tickling him. I might kick you. I'm sorry that I'm just bothered that we abducted the man. We don't even know if he's a man. He doesn't seem like a man. I want to poke his torso. You poke his torso. (laughs) This is the best scene ever. Is it squishy? Like, like <laughs> it would be if you squished flesh. Right. No, it is uh, firm. I want. <laughs> <laughs> it's I want uh, firm and tight. I want to like use my claw hands. They're not really claw hands, but for the listeners, it's like C-shaped hands. Um, to yeah, to um like squish his sides to see if i can like feel organs you try to squish his sides and it's it's rigid like it it does not give as you touch it and try to squish it do you push harder yeah okay you keep pushing you keep digging your thumbs and then all of a sudden you hear your thumb kind of goes into the fabric not past it but it like pushes it in and you quickly pull it out with maybe like a little yelp or scream or something no reaction from Pib. So did she just break a rib? When it snapped, did it feel... Could I tell if it felt like metal-y or bony? Uh, neither. Okay. Um, Is he made out of jello? He's a golem. He's made of clay. Does clay snap? Hardened clay snaps. Huh. I'm not in character. Let me... <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Well, does Faye... I guess y'all all heard the, the snap, but Faye, do you... I back up. Um, oh my gosh, Faye, you hurt the man thing. Nothing has hurt this <laughs> I love thing. how you didn't scream at me for stabbing him through the foot. <laughs> but you scream at Faye, her for tickling him. <laughs> Faye stands there and looks at Ren incredulously with, like, her hands up. <laughs> well, he murdered kids. Um... <laughs> And I didn't push that hard on a typical person that wouldn't break a bone. But it wasn't bone, and it wasn't metal. It, I don't know. I feel weird. And I knew that Bill was going to stab him anyways. That was just expected. <laughs> Bill, what do you think? <laughs> um, I don't know. It kind of sounded like uh, a vase breaking or something. Maybe. Is that what it sounded like, GM? Um, it was not sharp when it, like, the, the sound of it breaking was not sharp like glass, or really not even a, a ceramic vase or anything like that. It just snapped. Alright, I'm pulling his foot open. Pulling his foot open? Yeah, like I'm putting okay. my two fingers into the hole and I'm pulling it, like, to the side you- to look inside. It, it does not give like flesh normally would, but as you keep pressing with your two fingers, your fingers crack and slip through the foot, and you grab it, and you try to pull it open, and his foot just shatters into these dozens of uh, skin-colored pieces on one side, but on the inside, it's this toasted brown color and bill since you are down there that smell hits you again and you smell it more pungently than it was before and you suddenly know where you have smelled this smell 
I know who he is. Where did I smell it? Uh, I've already told you about around holiday times and around cooking with your um, family. And uh, you have the most vivid memory of you and your son building a gingerbread house together. What in the... This is gingerbread. End of episode. Not the buttons. I finally got it. I was like, wait! Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Misconceptions. We will be back with our next episode on April 13th. If you have a Facebook or Twitter, you can follow us on both of those platforms to get up-to-date information about the show, behind-the-scenes pictures, and early previews of our upcoming episodes. We also have an email, misconceptionspod at gmail.com, if you would like to contact us that way. This show is wholly supported by the generous monthly donations of our patrons on Patreon. This show would not be possible without them. If you would like to join that elite group of backers, please click the link below. City of Mist is an RPG created by Son of Oak. You can find more of their products at sonofoak.com. The Misconceptions theme music was composed by Aaron Wharton. You can find more of his music at aaronwharton.net. That's it for this week's episode of Misconceptions. Thank you for listening. Wash your hands. Practice social distancing. Sanitize everything that comes into your house. But also, keep it nerdy, y'all.